I would ask anybody that wants to go to college or what have you is only escape to something equally or more difficult, right? And avoid the temptation to tell yourself stories that aren't true about why you're leaving. But if you use that rule, then you can't tell yourself that. Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hello, Matt. Rick, good to see you again. Likewise. You're busy, man. I'm just lucky to carve out an hour of your time. I'm straight true. from the phone calls. Schedule podcast now. I know. It's weird. I'm like, it's literally on my schedule. I've scheduled my workouts now. It's super weird. Never had to do that before. <laughs> like put them on my schedule or like Chamberlain to book me with like an interview or something like that. I'm like, oh. Uh, yeah. You let Chamberlain have your schedule. You're in trouble. Um, but I'm, yeah. Stuttering my way through. Uh, Matt, did you know? That if you purposely avoid experiences that give you joy because you think something tragic will soon occur and it ruin everything, you suffer from a fear of happiness. It's called cherophobia. Cherophobia. C H E R O phobia. Cherophobia. Hmm. You ever so, heard of that? You're like, hey, I'm not going to do that because no, it's that, all going to end terribly. Isn't that like our society today? Yeah. Scared of happiness? Yeah. So just focus on all the, all the negative stuff. Do all stuff. the things negative. It's not going to be good anyway. Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about man. that for did you know? So if you have cheerophobia, like lighten up, Francis. There's a lot of good things going on in the world. <laughs> Don't take yourself so seriously. Humor with a touch of crazy. That's Come right. Come on. Did you know that the moon has moonquakes, just like the earth has earthquakes? No. For real? Yeah. That's pretty There's cool. moonquakes, yeah. I wonder where that comes from, because ours is like tatonic. Tectonic plates it's probably shifting. like an alien species inside of the moon. Is what oh, I they've guess. been waiting and watching us all these years. Yeah. And they're like, look at these apes. They're about to blow each other up. Also, did you know that you lose a large amount of taste buds on planes? No shit. Things do taste weird on a plane. Mm-hmm. Is it just the air, the filtered air, or is it the atmosphere? (laughs) That's so helpful. (laughs) What would you do with that information anyway? (laughs) Why not? I'm still going to eat my snacks. (laughs) I still want my biscuit cookies and coffee. That's all you get now. They don't give you shit, do they? You ever seen the- Like post-pandemic, they used it as an example. They're like, you can have one peanut- or you can have a bag of empty almonds. It's up to you. I'm like, well, all right. You, you know, those like old photos of like planes trips in like the 60s. Yeah, everybody's in suits and they're stuff. Like, like there'd be like two, two, two rows of seats, but they're facing each other and they're in full course meals. Yeah, no so more of that. luxurious but and now enjoyable. It's, like, it's so. Um, I enjoy travel, but I, the rigmarole, the planes, trains, and automobiles part, I do not enjoy. You feel like you're just being like cattle cart around you know like everybody over like get back in line take your luggage out what is there wash your belt don't push your thing on the conveyor belt they're like oh my god <laughs> and then like people are just in general like you mentioned earlier about you know fear of happiness people are just like bent so it's like heaven forbid they get called out for the random security screening they have like a conniption fit oh Oh, this is great. I got a bomb in my butt. And I'm like, don't say that. You know, say bomb on an airplane. Yeah, exactly. Don't (laughs) say that at the airport, you know, but like people just are so uptight. So it just kind of makes this like tense. I'm pretty good with it. I just put my noise cancelers on and that's good. I mean, you used to travel like 50 weeks a year. Yeah, I've got it. And I still have diamond uh, status. So I could still get upgraded a good bit. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, and I've got a new plan. I don't know why we're talking about this. Like we're going to get to the point you guys, did you know a whole hour of that? So did you know, Matt, like this is a for real, did you know that like, there's a whole contingency of people, a, a sort of a subculture, if you will, of which I'm part of now that 
tries to get on the plane dead last. Did you know that? It's it's sort of the opposite of all the yahoos that like crowd the desk and try to get on first because they got 18 carry-on pieces. I do know that because I've seen you do it. Oh, it's awesome. And it's also a little bit rubbing the face. It doesn't make sense actually with you because you were actually upgraded to first class at that point in time. Doesn't matter. So you're like literally, you know, but it makes sense. Like that would be me if I didn't have to find a cubby space. Right. Well, I, well, I, I've gotten to the point where flying out of Atlanta, you rarely connect. So I don't have to bring my luggage with me because you always run the risk of it not making the connection or whatever. But if you're just going from point A to point B, the chances of losing your luggage are pretty low. So I always check my luggage now, even my little carry on bag, I'll check it. So all I have is a light backpack. But what's funny is there's a bunch of people that think like me. So I'll be looking around at the last minute and they'll be like, last call for this flight. And I'll see some guy and he's on his computer. I'm like, you bastard. (laughs) Who can get on last? Yes. It's like a thing. (laughs) And sure enough. And I've turned a few friends onto it and they're like, dude, you're right. There's a whole bunch of ninjas out there and they get you. I'm like, I know. I wait till it's like, this is the absolute, absolute last call. And I step in line and some dude will step in behind me and he's got this like shit eating grin on his face. I'm like, you. I mean, what is the rush to go sit down? I don't get it. Yeah. And I feel like I go, I sit down, they close the doors and we take off. So it feels like they're waiting on me. It's awesome. Yeah. Trips less time. Yeah. There you go. So, Hey, there's a tip for you. If you check your luggage and you're not worried about losing it because you're not connecting all over the place, get on last. It's a, it's fun. Now, if you're on Southwest or some shit like that, where you got to like rush to get your seat, like forget it. Like you got to get on early. If you're on JetBlue, you're definitely getting in a fight and getting kicked off. If you're on Delta, you're good. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's on JetBlue. They're like beating the tar out of each other on the right. internet. I'm like, I'm not getting off this plane. I bought this ticket. My sister's getting married. I'm like, you're losing your mind. Oh all right. All that being said. What are we said, talking about today? I don't know, man. I really don't even know what we're talking about. Basically, you just like get to listen to a socialize and catch up. So <laughs> what we are talking about today is whether or not it's worth it to go to college. It might seem like a really odd topic, but I think when you look at what we do is a combination of entrepreneurship and fitness. I love both. I really love entrepreneurship as much as I love fitness. We've talked about that a million times. So through the lens of entrepreneurship, should you go to college or not, you know, does the formula work? Does it make sense? And I think as with a lot of things, I would say it depends. Do you agree? Oh man. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So let me read some stats for you. So the average college debt for a four year undergrad degree is 40,000 in the U S that's the average. Okay. That's not bad. Um, I would say I, th- I thought it was going to be a bit higher, honestly, but I, I think you only hear about the most you know outrageous stories. The average debt for a master's degree in the United States is seventy thousand dollars. Average college debt. That's like for the whole time, or yeah, that's like the total student debt that people are carrying on average with those two types of degrees. I thought it'd be higher than that. Okay, I, I did too. And then people that have a college degree still, on average make 20% more on average than people that do not. Yeah. I mean, that's so, I mean, that's such a broad scale. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. I mean, when you, when you look up these stats, there's so many variables, right? It's such a broad scale that I think that's what I want to talk about today because we run into, you know, I, I still help teach this entrepreneurship college at Kennesaw state. And it's interesting because you have people in there that have this class is a master's class. And so like people have already graduated with an undergrad and something, and now they're coming back to school. It's always interesting, you know, to talk to them because I'm wondering why they're taking a class on something that even theoretically, like they're very inspired just to hear entrepreneurial stories in general, but yet none of them have really done anything yet. They haven't had the opportunity. So it's really interesting. It's just kind of like, well, you just need to get out there and do it. I mean, there's no theoretical setting or what have you that's going to teach you what it really feels like to be an entrepreneur until you become an entrepreneur. 
Yeah, which I've heard other people talk about this. A lot of, you know, educational-wise, it's almost better to go do something and then come back to whatever educational platform you're going to because then you have actual perspective on <laughs> it makes more sense. Well, I've talked to <laughs> friends about it. that lately, and it's like if I went back to school now, I'd be a much better student because I know exactly what I'm interested in and where my skill right. gaps are and where mm-hmm. I could upskill myself, right? Whereas back then, you're just taking all these like core courses and stuff, and you're like, why am I taking this? Like, I'm never going to use this again. Now, I think, you know, it depends. So let's back up to like, well, what what type of people would need to go to college? And I think it's obvious. If you want to be a doctor, um, like my kids, like my son is a nuclear engineer. You know, he's an officer on a nuclear sub in the Navy. Mm-hmm. You have to go to school to be a nuclear engineer. That's not something you can just work your way into. My daughter's a cardiac ICU nurse. You probably want that person to be going to school before they're like trying to keep you alive. Yeah. Yeah, it. exactly. Getting your meds right. Um, you know, doctors, nurses, uh, attorneys. I mean, there are certain, obviously certain classes and certain jobs where you absolutely have to have a degree. I think where it gets gray is if you're just in some general studies, like if you're in a liberal arts, like if you go to a private college and you spend $70,000 a year, and this is happening, like I was talking to a buddy the other day, um, I meet meet him at the hiking trail down the road. He used to be a client, great guy, but he's got three kids and the first one's getting ready to go to school. It's his daughter. She really wants to go to NYU. I think it's $90,000 a year and she wants to major in like art studies or something. And he's just like, I, and he was in the Marine Corps. I mean, he's, away. he's just like, <laughs> I don't see it. And if he does it, it's going to set precedence for the kids behind him. Right. Sure. And I think, you know, I was telling him before my kids went to school, I read a book and written by an economist and it was basically like, you know, what is the real economic formula about your undergrad versus your graduate degree and everything. And basically the cliff notes were, it doesn't make sense to spend a lot of money on your undergrad degree because it right. doesn't move, move the needle a whole lot. Um, it makes more sense to spend, if you're going to spend a little bit of extra money, spend it in a specialty in your master's degree. To your point, maybe you, you get your four-year degree, you go work for a while, and then you decide that you want to get a master's degree in finance or something, and that mm-hmm. really lends itself to the position that you're moving into or your interest. Um, that makes sense to spend money. And then maybe you go to, I mean, that would be like, okay, you go to undergrad at Georgia State, it's in, it's in state or what have you. And then you want to go to Horton school of business after working for a few years. Okay. Uh That's good resume builder, right? Obviously. But outside of that, it didn't make sense to spend a lot of money on an undergrad degree at all. No. So, I mean, again, that's an economist. So he's trying he's wrestling with that. And then I I think, you know, for me and I, I didn't finish. So I was in school. I was actually a science major until my second year. Then I switched to business because I'm like, well, I'm already doing what everybody in my degree wants to do or my field, which was be a personal trainer, which was, by the way, a brand new thing, right? It wasn't like first ever right here. Yeah. First ever personal trainer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Call me Papa. <laughs> Big Pappy. No, what is it? Uh, El Jefe. El Jefe. Yeah. I will from now on be referred to as El Jefe. <laughs> but Everybody was that was in my major wanted to be a trainer. I'm like, well, I'm already doing that. And so and I was just about to open a business. And so I opened the business and then I switched to business because I'm like, well, this will be good. I need business skills, right? And I could tell you that running a business at the same time that you're in business education, it was not at all the same. And so I got and the business was going well. We were making money. We were scaling. And so when I got to my last, we were in quarters. That's how old I am. So we weren't in semester. So we, I got to my last quarter. I think it's like 12 credit hours. I don't even know anymore that I had left. And I just didn't finish. And you could say like, well, you really should have pushed through and finished. And at first I was a little bit embarrassed. And I, I would agree with that. Now that I'm where I am, it has zero impact on me whatsoever. And I'm not sure that I would have even 
finish those last two years at this point in time. And that's just based on, again, my experiences, whatever. So, sure. And there's a lot of young folks that we run into who are in this, you know, conundrum and their parents are as well. And the old school thinking is you have to go to college. And I think there's some merit to that when you look at the 20%. But I think this, this data is a lagging number, as you know, right? It doesn't tell us maybe what's going on right now and mm-hmm. what's going to be going on in the next few years. Right. So I think, you know, when you look at the, the stats of, of coming out with a lot of debt, it's going to be hard to pay it back. Here's the, here's the story to add to finish up the stats conversation. I, was listening to a news piece from Breaking Points. Do you ever watch Breaking Points? It's a great independent news uh, source, by the way. So quick tip for you guys. It's great. Um, they have a YouTube channel. And it's basically like, you know, they just give you the news. They don't editorialize everything. It's like you got a guy that used to work for Fox and a girl that works, used to work for MSNBC. And they come together. And it's like you get these kind of neutral down the middle. Just And that's the way I like it. Don't tell me how to feel about it. Just give me the news. <laughs> right. They were profiling a study of this younger couple, like in their early 30s. Um, and they live in D.C., and they have, they're almost a million dollars in debt. Damn. Yeah. They got two kids. Like doctors? Um, well, not right. I'm just like, <laughs> what is that? So both of them have very advanced degrees or they have advanced degrees from very prestigious universities, right? And they live in one of the most expensive places in the country, obviously. But outside of their student debt, when you broke each piece of it down, and I'm going to break that down, they're really not out of line, in, in any of these categories. So it's just unbelievable that they're in this situation right. while seemingly not making too crazy of decisions except for the student debt part. So they combined, they had $330,000 in student debt. It's like, all right, that's a lot. And that's going to take for freaking ever to pay back. And by the way, student debt, it never goes away. Like they'll garnish your social security to get it. Like it doesn't like just go away at some point sure. in time, right? Bankruptcy, forget it. You're paying it. They're going to get it from right. you, however they need to. So keep that in mind. Um, 330 there, there was like, they had like $230,000 of debt in their home. That's not bad for DC. It's one of the most expensive places in the country to live right now, right? They had like $35,000 in car debt. Also not bad when you look at the American average is like 40 something, right? It's like, okay, that's not bad. Now they did have like almost 170 or something in like consumer debt, like credit card debt. That's bad. But really, outside of that, when you kind of put everything together, it wasn't like they were like wildly crazy, mm-hmm. right? That one little part for sure. And their combined income was like $230,000. So again, well above the national average, but they're living in the most expensive zip code, you know, in the country. So, but you look at that and you're like, God, when you broke it down step by step and the way they reported it in this little news snippet, it's like, you could almost see there's a bunch of people in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be hard to get there. So if you look at the biggest piece of that, 330-something thousand in student debt with that crazy interest rate and how long it's going to take to pay that thing off, it's like, I'm not sure that's worth it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely in the last, what, 20 years that's been the push as everybody goes to college. It's just kind of the thing. Um, I would say all of my friends, I have a couple friends who are doctors, lawyers, and yeah, they are all paying off their, <laughs> right. still paying it off to the, to this day. So, I mean, I could, I could see it easily adding up and be bad in a couple bad decisions in there. <laughs> right. So I think like, you know, what are your alternatives? Like, let's say that you are of age or you've got kids of age and it's like, they're knocking around this idea that they may not want to go to college. It's like, that's hard. If, if the general line of thinking is that your kid goes to college, right. And there may be some ego around that as well. It's like, how do you look at that lens? It's like, well, there's other things that you could do, right. You could go to trade school. 
I mean, shoot, you could learn how to be a really great welder and make $100,000 a year, right? Mm -hmm. It might take you a long time, especially if you go and get some type of liberal arts degree that's not specific. You're going to have to get into a field, learn about that field before you're providing any value to an employer, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's going to take you a while to get to that that thing. But like if you are just a straight up baller welder and you want to work 60 hours a week and travel and go weld on a pipeline or something, you can probably make really good money. Now, it might not be the lifestyle you want, but it's possible. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're entrepreneurial, you could take that and you know, build a welding company. It could same thing if you're a plumber or whatever. So if you want to do a trade, probably not a bad trade off. And when you look at the opportunity cost of giving up that income for the next four years while accruing debt and then coming out of college with no clear plan and not a degree that's going to generate a whole lot of income, it would kind of make sense that it, and if you weren't like a if you were just sort of undecided as a student, I think a lot of people do that, right? Sure. Like, I want to go away. I want to go to college football games. I'm not really sure what I want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to find myself. Yeah. And, and look, man, that's, uh, that's another thing. Like, I think one thing, if you are that person, you don't know what you want to do. And there is a, you are buying yourself like four years to figure it out. Now, as long as you don't take a beating financially to do it, you have, you've almost bought yourself an identity for four years where you can say like, Hey, Matt, what do you do? You know, I'm 20 years old and you're 20 years old and you go, I'm a student. It's like, okay, you've kind of, you've given yourself an identity, sure. you've purchased it and right. you've given yourself four years to figure out what it is, the hell you want to, you know, what the hell it is you want to do with the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. yeah. As long as again, but if you're doing that while accruing like a massive amount of debt at like NYU or something, not a great idea. But if you're going to a state school, you're going to community college, it's like, it's, it's not a bad thing to do. It's not a bad persona to put forward right. while you're figuring out what you want to do. I mean, you could also try school. You could go to school for, go for a semester, see if it's for you or not, right? right. Um, but, you know, you could, again, any of those trades, you could go into the military, obviously. You know, a lot of people do that. And then, then of course, like you can get the, the GI Bill or what have you and then pay for your college later. There's a lot of different, you know, directions you could take. Um, or you could go to school. But I think in making that decision, there are lenses that you use. And I wrote them down. And I, I love these different lenses. It's like, okay. If you're wondering whether or not you should go to college, this is the lens you should put on this. It's like, if I choose not to go to college, as an example, I will only do that if I choose something else that's as challenging, if not more challenging, right? Because what you run the risk of is you go to college, you choose then not to, or you choose not to go at all, or you go and you drop out, so to speak, and you choose not to go to college and you don't have a plan, right? Because what you don't want to be is like 20 years old and useless. And, you know, like you got to test it. Like, am I, am I giving up school to do something as hard or more difficult, right? Lucrative mm-hmm. even would be a, another term for that. I think if you're like, is there income potential in this? Am I moving myself forward? If the answer is no, then you have to say, am I just being lazy and useless? You know, sure. and I hate to use useless, but that's true. And so what can happen is, and you've seen this, like some of the most like, grouchy people that I know are like in their forties and they're still useless and lazy. Right. And it's like, it's not, it's, it's not as cute when you're 40 to be useless and lazy as it was when you're 20. And it's not even that cute when you're 20, to be honest. It's funny you're saying useless so much. I know it's a bad word, but (laughs) do you have anything to provide society at all? Well, let's say you have any reason to get up in the morning. Maybe you don't, you know, why don't you jump off a bridge now? That's really mean thing to say. Um, But I think it's the same thing. Like you could, you could take that same lens on life. I like that lens for work, right? Like if you're working at a place and it's hard and you feel like, I mean, let's take our company. Like you have like worked through so many stages and you got so many more ahead of you right now. You're the VP of all club ops. That's a big opportunity. You're going to have a bunch of people working underneath you. 
There's a long runway. If you weren't wired the way that you are, you could look at that and think, okay, this is too hard, right? And then you would leave and go do something else. And then you could frame it however you want. I'm not appreciated. I don't uh, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's like a million ways to skin that. But I think what if you, you can only escape a situation, school, and I'll say even work, if you're going to pursue something, again, as or more difficult, right? Yep. Like if you're like, all right, I'm going to leave Alloy because I'm going to become the C, whatever, the COO of this big ass franchise. I got hard to do that. Well, that's going to be a big, that's, that's understandable. You're taking a massive step forward, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're only leaving your job and you're telling yourself, you know, I don't like it here. And it's simply because you're useless. <laughs> what are you trying to tell me, Rick? <laughs> no, I'm just using you as an example because you are wired the right way. Right. Like you do take on challenges and you recognize, okay, I have to upskill myself. Now I, I, it's not just me coaching clubs. I have to teach other people how to coach clubs and hold them accountable. That's a skill set. But I think in a lot of jobs, when things get hard, if people aren't wired the right way, they will leave. And if, uh, And I would just say the only lens that you would put on it is if you are leaving for something else yeah. equally or more difficult than fine. That should be your, that should be your deal that you make with yourself. And I mm-hmm. think if you did that through school work or whatever, you're going to be better off. Do you agree? No, I mean, a hundred percent. I mean, I think like, you know, a lot of the people, you know, being around you, obviously I know your personality and stuff, but you hire people that, that are under that and same umbrella. That's why you probably hire a lot of athletes that are used to having I love baseball players that's what I said <laughs> been, so. been through it you know been through the game of failure they're tough you know get some thicker skin won't you know, you know bow down every time there's a challenge or something hard comes their way <laughs> yeah well I was talking to somebody about like I love like Matt and Jared both guys here that have really stepped up and are in VP positions now and are just doing amazing it's like why is that? Like, how are they wired? And I was like, all right, so they're competitive. Like one of our core values, competitive spirit. Right. And they're competitive with themselves. Like they want to do well. And then I look back at your, both your backgrounds, both high level baseball players. And it's like, well, in baseball, if you hit the ball three out of 10 times that you're at the plate, you're in the hall of fame. That means you're eating shit 70% of the time. So that type of person who's wired to understand that, like, well, you just, you go up there and you follow the process and you do the basics and sometimes you're going to hit it. Sometimes you're not and can't get too high. Can't get too low. Right. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. That's a great personality for business. I think I really do. So Mm -hmm. I think that that sport really helped you guys. So again, the rule would be, I would ask anybody that wants to go to college or what have you is only escape to something equally or more difficult, right? And avoid the temptation to tell yourself stories that aren't true about why you're leaving. So, but if you use that rule, then you can't tell yourself that, right? And so the other option would be, you know, come if you choose then to say, okay, I'm going to take on something more difficult um, and you want to get into entrepreneurship, you can still invest in education, even if it's not traditional education, right? Like you could go to a sales school, like a good one. There's a lot of just get rich quick schemes, Mm -hmm. not that. But, you know, you know how this is. Like if you... If you have a skill of sales, then you can sell anything and you probably will never go hungry because you could take a job selling cars or software or whatever. I mean, the framework of sales is very similar for what, no matter what you're selling, right? It's fun to sell great stuff that helps people, but sales is sales at the end of the day. And then, so you could learn how to sell and then you could learn how to produce leads to sell, right? And then you can learn the operation side and, and you could increase your financial literacy. And it's like all those things could come together and you could become an entrepreneur. Or you could do a mentorship. You could jump on someone's hip pocket. That's kind of what they do in the trades, right? You get a job as an apprentice and you jump in the hip pocket of a master plumber or a welder or whatever, and they show you the ropes, right? Well, I mean, you know, you you mentioned, you know, you didn't finish school. 
you may be embarrassed about it, but at this point, I'm, I mean, honestly, you could argue that you probably have more education <laughs> than if you stuck through the whole well, thing. Well, and honestly, that's what turned me off on it because <laughs> while I, I don't know if I ever told you this story, but I remember I was in a class and I, I told you this, right? Because there was a podcast we listened to that had the, a similar story where they, they were talking about hiring. Mm-hmm. So I already had the gym open. So I had hired like six or seven people, but that's not, that's not nothing. Right. And I was in a class and we were talking about like employment and hiring and the professor was giving all these like strategies and frameworks for hiring. And they were so dumb. They made no sense to me. (laughs) So, you know, me and my, you know, disagreeable personality, I raised my hand and I said, have you actually ever hired anyone? And he was not happy with that question, as you can imagine, because it was. It was I, you Do can, you know what you're talking basically, about? Basically, <laughs> it's like, have you actually ever hired anyone? To which he responded, "No." Have you? Like, as, like, as, yeah. one, as a matter of fact, I have. And which everyone in the class just turns and looks at you like, "Whoa, really?" I'm like, "Yeah," you know. And I went on to talk about the business I had in the hiring, and of course, he he looked like he had eaten a lemon. He wasn't very happy, but but those kind of situations, they didn't make me think the education was useless, but I knew having done what I was doing for two years already, I don't want to do anything else. Like, I'm like, this is for me. I'm probably unemployable by now already. Like, I love, I love it. Like you live or die by your decisions. And it's like, whatever, maybe it's like a gambling addiction type of manifestation. I don't know, but (laughs) I loved it. So at that point in time, I didn't see the utility of taking time away from a growing business. And I had met Andrea and it's like, okay, now we're going to get this family going. And it's like, look, man, I don't understand the utility of another quarter of this, the expense and everything else. And it doesn't mean anything to me personally. Now it was my own ego that was saying I was embarrassed to tell people that I didn't finish when I had 12 credit hours or whatever, but like I could give a crap less. Now I think you stack enough evidence in your favor that you are decent at what you do and you hit a few home runs. It's like, I think all that goes away. Right? So again, in that lens of giving up for something more difficult, Go upskill yourself in a way that will get you to where you need to be based on what you can see yourself doing in life. Like learn how to sell, learn how to do this, learn how to do that. And I will tell you that a lot of parents, um, if you're that kid and you're hearing this and you're like, Hey, I don't want to go to college. It's like, okay, well you can't stay home and be useless and play video games. Like that's not, you can't do nothing. Nothing is bad. It's really bad. It can be really bad for you. So it's like, okay, what else are you going to do? And if you're going to aim at something else, I think it's fine. You might get some blowback from traditional thoughts. But that, that's the thing. It's like, you know, you didn't give up on education. You just gave up on that avenue of education. Well, <laughs> like yeah. you just pursued it in a different way. Well, yeah, because then, you, I, know. you know, I mean, what, seven, eight years ago, I'm taking Harvard courses online. I'm going to right. the Ritz-Carlton education right. thing. It's Disney yeah, school. It's it like, you just chose a different path. I mean, yeah. I think what you're saying and being entirely useless, that's a, that's an entirely different discussion. Right. Well, it's just not good. And so um, I think if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you know, the, the first skill that you would learn would be learn how to sell. I think look for some mentors. I will tell you as an entrepreneur, if I meet a young person who's a hustler, um, and they really want to learn, I'll always happy and more than willing to tell them sure. and, and, and help them in any way that I can. And with the fact that I think a lot of folks these days, I don't know if this is true and I almost feel bad saying this because it's kind of a broad sweeping statement. And I don't think all kids are this way, but people are, are a little bit seemingly a little bit softer these days than they have been, right? Like everything has to be a perfect environment. There's a trauma and I could list all the isms and the trigger words and the traumas. And I'm like, look, man, if you're a straight savage these days, work-wise, and you will invest in yourself and work really hard, you can dominate right now, dominate. And I know some young guys doing it and they're so impressive and they just 
they're humble, they hustle. You know, again, it's not about working 18 hours a day. I hate that whole hustle culture thing too. I think that's so stupid. It's just about figuring out what the right levers are and making really good decisions, right? It's not about doing a bunch of stuff. And you might, if you're sitting on the couch, do better than that, hustle. But, <laughs> you know, it, it's about like your mindset overall, right? Sure. Yeah. That, like where, what things do I need to learn? I'm not scared to go out there and get what I want and ask for it and work towards it. It's like, all right, that's what I'm talking about. If you're that person in this current society, I don't think that's as common. I think you're You'll win. I think that, I mean, obviously they're out there. I mean, we just um, brought a new guy on the team. I mean, he's a straight hustler, you know, just everything you talk to him. I mean, it's, but he's know. not, he's not 18, right? He's not 20. Well, no, but I mean, I, I, hell, I know people in my age that are useless. <laughs> like you said <laughs> earlier. that word, don't you? Right? He's just useless. But you know, the thing is, you just don't hear about it because they just got their head, nose down and they're taking care of their business. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. They're not flossing and, and taking pictures in front of a Lambo flossing. and trying to, do you know how to floss? I do. I floss every night and <laughs> once a week on the internet. <laughs> Stand in front of my Lambo and it doesn't even run, by the way. It's just a movie set. And then I say, buy my course for five grand on sales and I too will teach you how to make a million dollars a month in sales. Wear my From Gucci my couch? Shoes. Yeah. From my <laughs> mom's basement, by the way. It's amazing. <laughs> So, yeah, I think that's it, guys. I mean, it was just an interesting topic. Again, um, I came up in a couple of conversations recently at the at the park. And, you know, again, I, I see like my daughter's boyfriend is kind of in his master's program, but he's got started in his career. And he's kind of like, just finish this or not. He's not so, useless, is he? Uh, no, no, he's not. He's, not. <laughs> no, he, he's actually pretty squared away guy. Yeah, he's a good kid. And, uh, you know, my kids, they needed their education because it's very specific what they do. So I, I think, as usual, it depends. And again, this is how I'll leave it. Like if you don't want to go to college, do something equally as hard or better. If you can't come up with a plan or anything else to do, go to college because you don't, don't want to be useless. Don't be useless. How about that? That's the name of the podcast. <laughs> we'll just name it. Can that. we put that as a core value? Just bring don't that be in. useless. Don't be useless. <laughs> I kind of like that. Well, we had to drop do your job because it sounded too harsh. We're bringing so, it back. Don't be useless. Don't be. How about that? Core value number one, do your job. Core value number two, don't be useless. <laughs> All of them are negative. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, uh, look, I don't know if you got anything out of that at all. I hope that you did. If not, if you got kids that are going to college or you're a kid that listens to this in the fitness space or what have you, I hope it helps. And uh, yeah, maybe every now and then we'll do something out of the box like this. <laughs> I, yeah, that was fun. That's <laughs> like, I have no idea what we're talking about, but it's amazing. I got to go do some calls. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to work. Quit being so useless. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next Peace. time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at alloyfranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.